Hey, welcome back. Tech here. Now, first of all, I want to say I did not really want to make this video about anti-diversity because I believe that the intentions behind it are good. However, I feel that we have gone too far and I wanted to do a follow-up video on the manifesto video that I did a few days ago about how tech has become hostile to certain types of people. See, after I posted that video, I started getting some tweets from other people and I did some more research into this and I realized that there's a lot more discrimination in this field than I had thought. And it's really disturbing to me. And I know some people will say, well, you know, I'm one of the privileged people. When you're privileged, then equality feels like oppression. No, this isn't really about me anymore. This is about future generations. My son, for example, I would like him to get into tech as well. And I'm just imagining this field that can be very hostile to him and other people like him as well. So let me show you what I found. And I want you to keep an open mind about this. You know, diversity, it's a very delicate subject to talk about. It triggers a lot of people immediately. And I feel that if we cannot even discuss whether the approach is right without somebody blowing up in your face, then I think that's going to lead us down a tenuous path. And I want to preface this by saying I support everybody getting into tech. I think that we can all learn the skill, but it should be a meritocracy. So let's get into the first piece here. So somebody sent me the screenshot for an Oracle summer internship that lists a bunch of eligibility requirements like GPA, computer science degree. And then it says explicitly that you must be African-American, Latino, Native American, and or a woman. And that just seems pretty racist and sexist to me. Like it excludes so many different types of people, not to mention it's also requiring you to be a sophomore. To me, that sounds like age discrimination. Now, regardless of moralities, if you were to take a look at the civil rights code, section 703, it says, it shall be unlawful employment practice for any employer to fail or refuse to hire any individual because of such individuals, race, color, religion, sex, or national origin. So here's my problem with this. The way I had understood diversity programs was that they would be for students, for underrepresented minorities, and they would not be in any employment capacity, no internships, no full-time jobs, because I believe that is illegal, by the way. But if you want to teach high school students how to code, if you want to engage with elementary school students and get them more interested in STEM topics, then that sounds perfectly good to me, you know, just widen up that funnel. But as soon as we start talking about internships, you know, internships, especially tech internships, I say Facebook, Google, Oracle, any of these tech companies, they are so valuable. Having an internship on your resume is essentially a key into a full-time position. And an opportunity like that, especially if it is paid and offers you real-world work experience, I don't believe that we should be discriminating on that. I believe it excludes too many people. It's not fair. It is not a meritocracy. And it may be illegal as well, where the public and society have deemed that this type of discrimination on key opportunities simply should not be acceptable. Now, digging in a little bit more, I also noticed that we've got Facebook University and Google Step, which is student training in the engineering program. But if you read the descriptions, both of these programs, they explicitly say that they are internships, paid internships. And so I find myself wondering, well, why don't we just have internships where we explicitly list certain races and genders in which we'll accept and which we won't accept? And, you know, I have this suspicion that perhaps that these programs, these diversity programs are thinly veiled internships just to skirt around the law of employment. To me, it's kind of a loophole. So when I posted about this on Twitter, I got a bunch of responses, but some of the responses really shocked me. You know, one of the responses was from the leaders of Black Tech Twitter, and she said, I'm happy those are the eligibility requirements and all of you are mad about it. Well, I don't care, LOL. Someone else replies, please find more of these. I would like to post them to my friends and colleagues so they can apply. And they justify this by saying that, well, it's illegal because up until now, institutions were discriminated on gender ethnicity. 
and they wanted to change that. So now it's it's essentially reverse discrimination. And you know, that was not what this movement I thought was going to be about. I thought it was about diversity, equality, and creating a better world for all of us, me and my children included, not at our expense. And then someone sent me this link to Women Hack, where they offer invite-only events focused on connecting top female engineers, designers, and product managers with opportunities at diversity-first companies. You have to apply for an invitation, and you can meet a bunch of companies, top-tier tech companies like Facebook, Oracle, Google, Lyft, Square, Asana. And honestly, once you allow discrimination, the sword really cuts both ways. Like, I found this other internship which only allows Indians, H-1B visa Indians, and they're only looking for these types of people for iOS engineering roles. And so when I think about our children, well, let's imagine someone has a white male son and then they adopt a black daughter and they're raising these two kids at the same time in parallel. These kids are not going to have equal opportunities and it's going to be strange. The white male son will be excluded from virtually every coding curriculum, bootcamp, internship, job fair, training program, events, conferences, parties, everything this white male son won't be excluded and they may just make tech feel unwelcoming and hostile to him especially when it is so unbalanced in terms of the programs that we're offering there's virtually no program out there for any other type of person and of course there are so many different types of people out there in the world what about the underprivileged poor white and asian males the canadians the indonesians philippines brazilians italians and if we're looking for diversity of thought because we believe that diversity brings value into the workplace well what's to say that you know, you can imagine some Chinese boy who gets adopted into some black family. He grows up with the culture and, you know, he may have a better understanding of the black culture and what it can bring to modern tech society than even, say, a black person who grows up in just suburban white Kansas. So my concern is not about whether diversity is good or bad. It's great. It would be great to see more different types of people, but it is about the approach in which we are taking that leaves out a lot of people. Not to mention in this day and age where identity is so fluid, you may have many women self-identifying as males and then they would automatically disqualify themselves from such programs. You may have people who have only an ounce of Native American blood identifying themselves as Native American. There may even be half races where it's not really even clear anymore and perhaps over time everybody's going to just get all mixed up anyways. And I know some people will say that I'm just another privileged Asian male and I can't recognize that but I'm not really sure what privilege you're talking about. I grinded for 10 years applying to Google every single year getting denied each time until I finally got in. I sat in front of a computer for hours by myself learning how to code. And then once I got into Google, I hustled understanding the code better than anybody else until I earned the role of technical lead. I was not just handed any of this stuff. And as far as privilege goes, Research actually shows the opposite where there's systemic bias in favor of underrepresented minorities. And so I think the issue we have here, as far as gender goes at least, is that the gender gap begins far before people even get into these companies before they're applying to the jobs. Even in high school, only 27% of all students taking the computer science exam were females. And then by the time they get to college, only 18% of computer science degrees go to women. Now this doesn't actually have anything to do with ability according to research. The gender equality paradox, girls performed about as well or better than boys on science in most countries and in almost all countries, girls would have been capable of college level science and math if they had enrolled in them. So the researchers actually assert that when women are empowered, they actually go towards non-STEM degrees because they feel they're even better in that 
than, say, computer science. They claim that some would say that the gender STEM gap occurs not because girls can't do science, but because they have other alternatives based on their strengths and verbal skills. In wealthy nations, they believe they have the freedom to pursue those alternatives and not worry so much that they pay less. So as I see it, if we really want to tackle this issue, we need to be looking earlier in the pipeline, like at junior high and high school students, and not so much at creating more internships, creating more hiring programs and tech conferences, because at that rate, the graduation rate for women in computer science is only 18%. And if you're trying to push any higher than that, then you probably do not have a meritocracy. And that's not to mention, I find it somewhat contradictory that once women actually get into tech, I've seen multiple female colleagues at Facebook and Google, they cry and they have to quit in tears because they plan to become a mother and none of these companies offer chances for remote work. These women, they want to spend more time with their children. There's just no way to do that. And so they find that they have to give up their careers anyway after all of that struggle. So let's talk about some of the solutions that I would recommend if we want to pump these diversity numbers. First of all, I would say that anything that is based on, say, your identity, the way you were born should be excluded. That's what I would like to see. I would like to see this based on scale meritocracy. If you're interested in boosting diversity numbers because you think that diversity is a great skill to have, then there should be a test for this such that if you have, say, a Chinese Asian male who is born into a black family, if he can understand black culture, black history better than a black person, then he should get the role for a diversity job because he can bring more of these diversity perspectives, underrepresented minority viewpoints into a company and help represent them. There should be a test that anybody can pass. Secondly, personally, I would like to see these gray zone summer internship programs removed and their funding redirected into public coding boot camps that are aimed at high school students and junior high students available to anybody who is willing and able to code, anyone who has the interest. There's no need to discriminate on any sort of identity politics here. And it's clear that we need more role models as well from underrepresented and minority groups of people. So I will launch like a marketing campaign, putting up posters, YouTube videos, showing all the types of different people that are working in tech. And then lastly, I will look into stronger maternity and paternity programs that offer remote work, part-time work to help mothers and fathers continue to raise their children as they're continuing to do work. You know, the U.S. is so far behind other countries in terms of this. Other countries are offering like one to two years of paid leave, remote work, part-time work. And then the U.S. is only offering like three months worth of leave. It's just not enough. And at this rate, women who are also very interested in say becoming mothers, they may just abandon the tech field and up to be like a dentist or doctor where they have the ability to do part-time work, maybe hire a babysitter occasionally and still be there for their children. And then lastly, a bit of friendly advice. If you are already in this system and you believe that it is treating you unfair, it's unwelcoming, hostile to you, I might recommend just self-identifying as a Native American, Black, Lesbian, Female, and that should open up all the doors for you. You know, sometimes you gotta fight fire with fire. So that'll do for me. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Let me know your thoughts on this topic. If you liked the video, give a like and subscribe, and I'll see you next time. Thanks. Bye.